Hey, I'm Ashley Waldbauer, and you're listening to Nevertheless, Shlee Persisted, a podcast slash audio diary where we prioritize gratitude and unpack why we keep on persisting. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Nevertheless, Shalee Persisted. It's me, it's your girl, Shalee, and we are back at it for another episode and another week. Um, Before we dive into the gratitude list, let me just kind of catch you up on what's going on in my brain and in my life because, oh man... As you probably saw last week on my Instagram, or honestly, if you're just scrolling through Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, you probably didn't see a released episode last week. And yeah, you're right. I didn't release one last week because I overcommitted myself and felt a little bit of burnout. Um, So I just needed a week to kind of take a hot second, take a breath and recoup and rebalance some things in my life. Um, because if you know me, <laughs> you know that I, I like to take everything and anything on. And I just didn't give myself any time for myself. And I even tried recording an episode last week and I just felt like it was super rushed and I just was like trying to get shit out. Um, and by shit, I mean my episode. I was just trying to get my episode out and it just felt so forced and rushed and I didn't feel like I was giving my podcast episode the time that it needed and I don't love when my podcast feels like a chore and it did last week and so I just wanted to take a step back and be like hey no 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 no. this is not what this podcast is about this podcast brings me so much joy and it fills my creative cup and it just didn't the other week and I didn't want to put out an episode that I number one wasn't proud of and number two once again just felt rushed and forced so I took a week off um, to just rebalance my life to take a breath to take some time for myself Um, I'm still working on the balancing of my life uh, because I just want to do everything and especially with the holidays here. Um, Yeah, it's just it's I'm not gonna lie to you. It's it's a little rough right now, but it gets easier day by day. And hey, this episode is coming out. So here we are. So that being said, if you're feeling like I am, hey, here's your reminder to take a step back and breathe and set aside some self-care time for you because you deserve it. If you needed a sign or a reminder to take a step back, here it is. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, here's your sign. Breathe and chill out (laughs) and maybe say no to a plan or two. Um, yeah, the, the season is just absolutely bonkers and it's not slowing down. So you gotta force some time for yourself. And yes, I am telling you all this, but I'm really just talking to myself as well. So yeah, there's my little life update for you. Ashley likes to juggle many a ball and she's trying to take some out this week. But 
Let's dive right into the gratitude list, shall we? Oh, we shall. The first thing I have on my gratitude list is Spotify Wrapped. So you probably have seen it literally all over everywhere, especially Instagram, where people are sharing their Spotify Wrapped, which is basically if you don't use Spotify, like Spotify gathers all of your data from like everything that you listen to in the past year, um, whether that be music and podcasts and audio audiobooks which is like a now a new feature which is super fun and cool thanks spotify um this is not an ad also this is just me <laughs> although hey spotify we're gonna get there with the ads the monetized ads i swear it um but yeah I loved seeing all of the, did I even finish explaining what it is? Anyway, Spotify gathers all of your data and like shares like, hey, here's your top artist and here are the top songs that you've listened to and here's the genre of music that you listen to the most, blah, 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 the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, it's really fun and it's really fun to see um, all of your friends and like what they're listening to on Instagram. I don't know, people might may find that annoying. I don't, I think it's really fun and also because I always find find like new artists that my friends are listening to that I'm not so I'm like ooh, we'll add them to my playlist so yeah I love it plus also um thank you so much for sharing um with me if I landed on your Spotify wrapped this year um how freaking cool is that I was literally so giddy about it all and um got many a dm saying that I was on your list and I think that's pretty rad like oh my gosh we haven't even been doing this for a year and I just feel so seen and I'm really excited for the year to come um yeah I've got some exciting stuff in the works and I'm just thankful that you all have been here for the ride this far and um I'm just so incredibly proud of this podcast and proud of this community that we built and I just like can't wait to continue to build upon what we have so far so yeah there's my you know little gratitude for you all as well I just am so 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 grateful so yeah number one on the list was Spotify wrapped number two on the list okay here's the thing I don't I might lose listeners (laughs) saying this but Breaking Bad is my second point on the list and here's the deal it's my first time watching Breaking Bad yes I know that the show's so incredibly popular and yes it's been on my list to watch forever and ever amen because I have just have had many a friend tell me that I need to watch it and I just haven't I have not but I'm finally doing the damn thing um I like it so far I'm not I'm not very far Matt and I are watching it uh together and Matt has seen it uh I have not uh and I think we're like what episode are we on Okay, we're on season one, episode six. Not very far. Uh, I like it. I'm not going to lie. It's kind. Of, it's a lot more sad than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's kind of deep, man. Uh, and I know it only gets crazier from here. So, I mean, I'm in for the ride. I just am like, I don't know what I am really getting into with this show. And I love me some Brian Cranston. He's incredible. Um, so, yeah, I will keep you updated on how this journey goes. Um, I definitely like it so far. I think the plot's really fun. Um, but, yeah, damn. 
damn, it gets pretty deep. I I do I have to take some breaks for sure when when we're watching it for sure. But um yeah, I I enjoy it so far. So there's that, Breaking Bad. Okay, uh, because we're talking about TV here, um, and Matt and I are just catching up on all the TV shows that uh, we missed out on during uh, his cruise ship time. We also finished season four, I think it's season four, I'm pretty sure, of Barry, which is on HBO, yeah, thanks, Motorcycle Man, which is on HBO Max, and once again, season four has been out for a hot second now, but we were, I was just waiting for Matt, because once again, I'm a good girlfriend, and wow, that last season was crazy, there was lots of twists and turns that I wasn't expecting, and once again, oh, I love me some Bill Hader, wow, the man can act, the man can direct, the man can write, he can do it all, people, and I am here for it so yeah another tv show incredible highly highly recommend breaking bad and barry there you go number four on the list i have working heaters Woohoo! <laughs> so our heater i don't i guess it just broke this past week or something was wrong with it but yeah there was about a day and a half or two days that we didn't really have a heater and of course it's the week that New York really decided to drop in temperature and we were struggling a little bit in my apartment and now it's fixed now we're fine and it's back on but damn damn do I appreciate it so much even if it is so incredibly loud and clanky uh (laughs) I feel like this is kind of karma because I did kind of like talk shit about my heater the the last episode with the whole TikTok thing. Um, so maybe this is just my karma coming back to get me. But I appreciate it now. So <laughs> there you go. Okay, number five on the list is going through junk. So <laughs> Matt and I kind of went through a bunch of like paperwork and like office shit that we had, um, which does not you know it's not the most fun thing in the world but you know when you just kind of get in a mood and then in a groove where you're like I just gotta get rid of some shit and 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 shred some documents (laughs) that's kind of what we did um because we're just trying to be a little bit more organized in our apartment and it was so satisfying it was really really satisfying both of us had documents from like years ago and it was great to throw that shit out um so highly highly recommend a deep clean specifically of your like office supplies and paperwork because when do you ever touch that never at least we didn't which is probably not great but uh hey we got it done so whatever fight me And the last thing on my gratitude list is the show Here We Are by the one and only Stephen Sondheim. So Matt and I saw this show, Here We Are, which is off-Broadway. Shout out to our friend Kelly who got us the tickets. Thank you so much. And wow, what a show. I don't even know how to really describe the show. We went in not knowing anything. And it's not like any other Sondheim show I have ever, ever seen before. Uh, Did I love it? Um, No, I don't think it's like one of my all-time favorite musicals, but I think the thing about this show is that it's just like so cool to see an original work, especially from a composer that is so big in our industry. 
I mean, who would have ever thought that I would see an original Sondheim production? Not me. But so I just think like the concept of it all is just so cool. And the cast, oh my God. They have some just heavy hitters in this show. Ugh, Michaela Diamond, stunning. Rachel Bay Jones, wow. Wow, wow, wow. She is just so insanely talented. I could go on and on about her. Her her acting, her voice, her everything. I just, I am obsessed with her. She was incredible. And like Stephen Pasquale, I think I said his last name right, was also in it and also was incredible. Um, His wife, Philippa Sue, was in the audience, which (laughs) the original Eliza from Hamilton. How fun just to be in the room with her, even though she was sitting so far away and she'll never know who I am. Well, never say never because I will be on Broadway one day and maybe we'll meet. But uh, yeah, I just, it just was so cool. I just think the concept of seeing an original work by Sondheim uh, was just like awesome. Even if I didn't like love the show, it's just the concept of it all was incredible. Yeah, I don't know. I need some more people to see the show and we can talk about it because it's an absurdist piece. I don't think I understood it at all. I feel like there were many a metaphor that just went right over my head. Uh, so yeah, I need I need more of you to see it. And I need to have a conversation about it. Because I don't totally get it. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. That is my gratitude list of the week. Woo-woo. And if you want to tell me what's on your gratitude list this week, you should pop over to my Instagram at neverthelessly persisted because every Sunday I ask you what's on your gratitude list and I would love to hear from you. So yeah, go do that. And since we're here, let's just do a little housekeeping. I know, I know, it's your favorite. Chill out, calm down, we're gonna get there. So yeah, follow me on Instagram, boom roasted number one number two uh sign up for my newsletter which you can also find through my instagram at neverthelessly persisted just go to my link tree and sign up it's pretty easy to find uh number three rate my show my show my podcast (laughs) rate my podcast uh once again it helps me so so much and for all of you who have already rated my podcast thank you so much it truly gets the word out about my podcast like I can see all the analytics on my side and it just helps me a lot so I appreciate everyone who's done it so far and if you haven't uh it'd be pretty swell if you could do so maybe a little five star please don't give me anything less because I'll cry just kidding friends I'm, I'm totally kidding. Anyway, um, what else is on my housekeeping list? Uh, if you are also a podcaster, hey, reach out. Let's, let's collaborate. I'd love to do that. Ad-wise, podcast episode-wise, hit me up. Um, I think that's it. Uh, if something else comes up later, I'll say it. You know me. <laughs> okay, let's dive into the thoughts and feelings of the week. Let's do it. All right, friends. So it's been long awaited. The second part of the Q&A. Here we are. I'm finally getting around to it. And wow, my computer and everything tech wise has been just going crazy. So I've tried to record this like three times, but it's okay. We made it. And here we are with the one and only 
Maddie B. Raps. I'm here. Yeah, he's popping by to help me uh, mostly just like sort all of my thoughts and ask me questions that have to do with the questions that you ask because my brain is still kind of mushy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's help. He's help. He's here to help facilitate. Mm-hmm. So he's here to help facilitate, basically. Right. Okay. So picking back up from where we left off with um, the Q&A that you had started last week, um, our first topic of discussion are spicy books that everyone is reading secretly disguised as romantic fantasy. My absolute favorite topic. Thank you so much for asking. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Where to even start with this one? Well, I first got into spicier books because of a little series which I've talked about many a time on this podcast called um, Akatar or uh, Court of Thorns and Roses by our gal Miss Sarah J. Mass. Not Mass. And I started reading her on um, a contract that I was on because I had a lot of time by myself and was trying to not be depressed. <laughs> and so I read like this entire series of hers in like the span of maybe two months. Um, and but listen, yes, obviously the draw, the appeal of these books, are it's the spice for sure. But I feel like people give smut a bad rap because I think when you think of smut, you're just like, okay, it's just going to be a romance book with like lots of sex scenes. But like, no, a lot of smut books, I feel like have so many different layers to them. Like a lot of the smutty books I read are like high fantasy and have like so many different layers. Um, So yes, there's obviously like the romance element, but there's also like, yeah, motorcycle dude. Vroom, vroom. Um, But there's also like, politics and war and all of the above and action so much action yeah i mean especially in akatar i did the same thing actually um that you did on your contract on my most recent contract which was i probably binged the whole series and read it all and yeah probably the same amount of time around two months probably yeah also sorry to interrupt you just for one quick moment you're back in oh, New I'm York. Back. Yeah, I, I we haven't had you on the pod since you've been back in New York. It's true. Yeah, I'm back in New York. Um, it'll be a month actually today. Yeah. 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 So we'll probably do like a separate episode with like the two of us together, just kind of recapping the entire thing and all of the things we've learned and all the things that we stayed true to. Blah 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 blah. That'll sure. come later. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm on the contract. I started. I picked it up. Um, you sent me the first one to read and then I read the next, I don't know, two on the Kindle and then you brought me the little one, the fourth one. Yeah. Um, Court of Frost and Starlight. Frost and Starlight. Um, when you came to visit and then I finished the last one on my Kindle as well. But I agree that at least with that series, I'm clearly not as well versed in a lot of the series that you've read. Um, but that one... I would not classify it, like, as a smut book. No. Like, first and foremost, like, that is not the content of the majority of the book. Um, It's definitely sprinkled in there, and especially at the beginning, like, the first one is more build-up than actual sex scenes. Like, there's actually not 
many. A whole lot, yeah, in the first one. Right. Um, it picks up as the books go on, but that is very much just an element of the story as opposed to something like Fifty Shades of Grey where, like, right. the story is built around the fact that there is, like, a BDSM relationship. But this is more like the relationship and sexual tension and things like that is just another element of the larger story that's being told. Right. And there are definitely uh, books out there, obviously, that are so smut heavy. Like that is kind of what the book revolves around, which I'm like, yes, go off. Rad. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Um, but that's not totally like what I read. I think the, the books that have smut in it that I read are so fantasy based mm-hmm. with the sex scenes sprinkled in there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think like... I remember a meme going around of something like, you know, you see a woman on the train reading a book and only the people who have read the book know what is on the inside. And so, like, some of those books are easily to recognize that, like, oh, actually, most likely what she's reading right now on the train is smut. But, like, I would not say Akatar is one of those books. That, like, right. If you saw somebody reading it on the train, I mean, it's very, like, it could happen. She could be reading a sex scene at that point in time. But, like, that is not the majority of the book. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the many appeals to these books is, like, I just think that they're really easy uh, to get you involved in reading. I think there are these, that book in that series specifically is kind of like a gateway into reading in the world of fantasy and things like that. Um, but I think a, a lot of, I mean, obviously women are really drawn to these books because of like the strong female characters in it. And I don't feel like we have a lot of media um, in this day and age that are like, or, or that are for, like, female pleasure, mm. if that makes sense. Like, obviously, yes, there's porn, but, like, that's not usually from, like, the female perspective. Sure. And I think in a lot of these books, because they're mostly female writers, they, like, really prioritize that. Um, and I don't think you see that in a lot of media. So I think that's why, like, the girlies just eat that shit up. Because they're like, ah, yes, healthy, good sex, where the girl gets off, like, every time. And, like, that's a priority. <laughs> Yeah, I also think because you you transition between like some books or series that would be considered YA and then other series that are not. Um, and I think even from hearing kind of your reviews secondhand of different series that you read, like it's almost, I don't know, it's... For the YA novels, it almost seems like there's an element missing. Like it's a right. It's to make it an actual, realistic and like a a series that's able to be like fully encapsulating as as a world that you can buy into. Like sex has and like sex and attraction like play a big mm-hmm. role in the world. And so, like, having a series that leaves that out, whether it's just to appeal to a certain age group or whatever, I don't know that I would say goes so far as to feel inauthentic, but it's, like, it adds another element of buy-in for the reader when 
the characters feel well-rounded even in like that area right because otherwise then you're just kind of i don't know when you leave that out that makes them just less three-dimensional yeah 100 percent. because you would know that any real person would have at least something going on right unless they're asexual i guess but yeah that could be a character trait but yeah but yeah i mean it if anything, it seems like the more that I hear about the series that you read and the think and I think about the genre, it's just another tool in the toolkit. It's another element to introduce into the story at the re- or at the author's disposal that right. can just help shape the narrative that much more clearly. Yeah, I agree. Or complicate it. Yeah, which can make it more interesting too. One hundred percent. Yeah. I think another topic when it comes to smut that I want to chat about is just I think the idea of getting more women to talk about sex I think is really important. Um, I'm a pretty like sex positive human. Uh, I haven't really talked about this on the podcast before um, and maybe maybe I'll do one in the future. I don't know. We'll see if you're even interested in that. But um, I just think it's like so important for women to chat about sex and like not be ashamed of it um and I think like I love talking about sex with my uh female friends um and I think it's just kind of another way to like embrace your sexuality and your femininity with one another and um get ideas if you want I don't know I just I think having healthy conversations about sex is really good and I feel like these are like these smutty books are also another way to kind of like tap into that as well could could be like a gateway to broach those subjects in the real world right yeah to women connecting over the scenes in the book but then it could potentially lead to further conversations that are more personal and right yeah and so listen I know that there are, like, are a lot of memes out there and, like, people kind of making fun of women for liking smut. And I think that's just so silly. I'm like, let us live. Let us have this one thing. Well, and it's also, I don't know. I mean, it's more refined than boys being addicted to porn. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. It's even, I don't even want to go the full step of, like, equating the two because one is, like, actual art and culture that you're taking in and one is like purely just like objective like carnal desire right Um, but yeah i mean i don't know i I haven't seen any of the memes about women picking on being picked on for it but like it's like kind of silly yeah like on tiktok i see a lot about it in terms of like i think it's starting to get into the category of like Um, how people make fun of others that are into astrology which is also another topic that I could talk about a lot Mm -hmm. like it's kind of the same thing where it's like oh you're into like smutty books like that's like like a a character trait yeah Mm, interesting which is so silly to me yeah definitely I mean all sorts of people read all sorts of books right like people who read one specific genre are not a monolith but right but yeah that's interesting I don't know I don't know. People always got to be jealous. I guess so. Always got to be haters. Yeah. 
And listen, if you haven't dipped your toes into the smut world, like I highly, highly recommend it. Obviously, I talk about it a decent amount throughout my podcasts but I don't know I just I love it a lot and um I think also another reason that women are so drawn to it is that we love words I love words and I think it's really fun and beautiful to like read a sex scene that is just like written well Mm -hmm. uh which sounds a little silly but it's true like I Plus, I just think it just also leaves so much to the imagination, which is also fun. Something that like porn doesn't give you Mm -hmm. in terms of like, you know, you can describe a position that they're in. But like your mind is left to fill in the blanks. Yeah. 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 I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last thing I'll say is like reading those scenes, there's definitely... I don't know, like you said, right? If they're well-crafted, there's like a certain pacing that works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always think, kind of after I finished like a section like that, I just think back and I'm like, how in the world do you edit this? Like, eventually, True, yeah. it's one of those things that it, it almost like when you're reading it feels like it's almost not quite a stream of consciousness, but like, when the writer's writing it, like, you can imagine the pacing in which they're, like, describing the things and it's, like, happening in their head. And then I'm like, and then they had to send this off to an editor. And then yeah. this editor had to read it. And then they probably had to reread it multiple times and, like, change it around. And I just think that would be such a funny process to, to go through. Yeah, totally. But that's kind of the opposite. That takes you out of it. But, like, mm-hmm. it's usually after the scene is over. Then I go back and I'm like, huh. <laughs> right. And I wonder how that process came about. Yeah. Or maybe they nailed it on the first try and they reread it and they were like, nope, that was it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that's that on smut books. Listen, don't knock it till you try it. That's all I got to say about it. All right. And moving on to our last uh, listener submitted topic. The question is, where do you get the motivation to be a go-getter? Oh, okay. So, well, number one, thank you so much. That means like a lot to me more than you'll ever know. Um, And number two, I don't know. It's just so interesting reading this because I think my first reaction was a little bit like I I felt a little bit like imposter syndrome just because I don't know. I think like my perfectionist brain tends to creep in in these moments when it's like, ah, you know, when other people comment to me, like how of a go-getter I am or whatever, I think my brain is like, mm, you could always be doing more. Uh, like that's mm. like my first response to or it. like, uh, oh, if only you knew. Yeah. 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 So sometimes I like feel a little bit like an imposter, but I'm trying to get over that mm. <laughs> because yeah, at the end of the day, I definitely am a very motivated human. And I think it's also hard to not give in to the imposter syndrome-ness of it all because especially as an artist and especially in the industry that I'm in, I feel like there's always this this drive and this like expectation to go, 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 go. And like you can always be doing more in your career, um, which is something that I've talked a lot with my therapist about. Um Because, like, that's just, like, a fact. There is always more that I could be doing in my career. But also there's just so many other different layers that 
come into play like my mental health and like rest and all of the above right there's always more that anybody could be doing about anything Anything. exactly um so number one accept that but uh number two i don't know i just think it my motivation just comes from this gut feeling that like i just am meant to do something big on this earth or i i just like haven't found my higher calling or purpose like fully fleshed out yet and i'm trying to explore what that means to me and obviously i've talked about that at length on this podcast but i think that's like kind of one of the things that just really drives me is this like curiosity and exploration of like I know I'm I'm meant to be doing big things. I just like don't know totally what that is. Like I have a lot of small puzzle pieces. I have like the corners of the puzzle, but I'm just trying to fill in the middle portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a big thing that goes into this and why I don't know that you have this like this persona everywhere that you go. But I mean, I I think this about you as well. But I think a, a part of it is that you are very good at just accomplishing goals that you set for yourself. I think like one of the things that I think about that makes you a go-getter that like maybe I am not a go-getter is, and maybe other people feel this too, is that I feel like this is talked about a lot in, in kind of motivation circles, but you, like you yourself, are the easiest person to let down, right? Mm -hmm. Like people have a tendency to always, um, you know, if if one of their friends or one of their family members asks something of them, they have no issue like doing that. And because there's some sort of external motivation that they're doing it for someone else. But when you try to set a goal like, I'm gonna go to the gym every day this week or something like that, if, if you don't the only person that you're letting down is yourself and that is what it is right because you are not only are you the easiest person to let down you are also the easiest person like you are the first person to forgive yourself right um so i think just one thing that stands out to me that that makes me believe that you're a go-getter that may also be why other people think that is even this podcast is like there are i think there are plenty of people myself probably included that you know could think to themselves like oh i i could start my own podcast like Mm -hmm. i could do this and i i could do this but i don't and i haven't and the fact that you do this purely for yourself all yourself um right i mean you could have one other listener i.e. me um (laughs) if if you wanted to but that doesn't mean that you would stop doing it because you're doing it yourself and like the fact that you can follow through with things that only you yourself would be upset about Mm -hmm. right or like only you yourself would know I think that is at least for me that's like a big difference maker in why like I think you are more of a go-getter than I am oh that's nice yeah thank you yeah yeah yeah. No, I, I I hear you on that. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of different kinds of elements cuz as you were talking, I was I was also just thinking like of at the end of the day, like I strive to be, you know, my number one fan, mm-hmm. which is 
easier said than done. Like, obviously, I have so many people in my life, like you and close friends and family, and that, like, are rooting for me, and I love and support that so much. But, like, at, I think at the end of the day, like, I also want to be my number one fan. Mm-hmm. And so I want to set myself up as much as I can in terms of, like, okay, what do I like to do in the morning, like, routine-wise? What, like, gets me grounded and ready to go? Just because I feel like... Like you give yourself things to be proud of yourself about. Yeah, and I think it's because especially, once again, not to harp so much on this industry that we're in, but it's just, it's brutal, and it's really hard. And um, a lot of it, I think, has to do with luck and, like, you know, knowing the right people or being in the right spot at the right time. And like, I just want to make sure that like when the opportunity comes, I'm ready for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Setting yourself up for success. Yeah. It's like, I'm not religious anymore, but there's like a Bible verse. That's like something about like making sure that you like plant the seeds and like, so what is that Bible verse? It's like, like preparing the seeds in the soil in order for like the rain to come and like for you know plants and livestock to grow or something i'm butchering that so badly but i just think it's like the 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 prep of it all just like making sure that like i'm grounded and i have my routines and things that i like in this world so that when the time that the rain comes it will produce a plant as opposed to the rain coming and then the next day being like ah shoot i should have planted my seeds yesterday yeah right and then you have to wait for the next one right yeah i don't know if that does that make sense in in terms of this question (laughs) yeah i think so i mean yeah i think it's a lot about like you said it's you are you're a go-getter because you are you take the steps to do the little things before the big things come yeah so you are you're taking the steps to prepare yourself to capitalize on, on any opportunity that might come your way yeah and i think that is a big reason why me and other people might see you that way is because a lot of times the little things are the hardest things to do right or the hardest things to stick to because in a lot of ways those that's the work that nobody sees right people see whatever the casting announcement or people see the you whatever's on your highlight reel of your instagram of like oh they booked this thing or whatever whatever but they're not seeing like the amount of hours that you spent working on the sides or, you know, or even just like the classes that you took so that you could get good at dance to book the job in the dance call. And nobody knows about the dance call. Nobody knows about all the classes that you took before you went to the dance call to prepare you for the dance call. They just see that you booked. Right. Um, so, and those are the hardest things to hold yourself to because there's no, aside from whatever pleasure you may derive from it and pride that you might derive from it in yourself, you're not going to get any real acclaim or applause from anybody for doing those things. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and I think if you're someone that struggles with, like, finding the motivation or struggles with, you know, a routine, um, I just, the the advice that I would give you is, like, baby steps, 100%. Like, for me, I've created a really good morning routine that works for me um, in terms of, like, when I wake up in the morning, like, I look forward to my morning so much because, like, I make my coffee, I journal, I watch a little reality TV, I pull a tarot card, like, and I have taken time to figure out what routine works for me in the morning in order to, like, ground myself and get myself 
ready for the day mentally and physically. Um, And I think if you don't have that in your life, I think a lot of it is kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Right, trial and error. Yeah, it's a lot of of play, I think, is Mm -hmm. the way that I think about it. And, like, my routine has, like, changed in, um, like, a lot throughout the years. Um, And I continue to grow and change and so the routines also continue to grow and change with me as well um yeah I don't know I'm a really big advocate of a morning routine just because I think it really sets you up for the day um but if you're a night owl like do a nighttime routine like do whatever works for you yeah well Thank you so much for asking these questions, friends. Um, I had such a fun time answering them. And thank you so much for being so patient with me with getting this episode out. It's been a little crazy, but uh, we we made it through. And yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Um, and I will talk to you next week. And hey, thanks for being on the podcast with me. Yeah, of course. I know it was a <laughs> quick decision. I just needed someone to chat with. Yeah, totally. I'm always here. All right, friends. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye.